Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. Well, week 17 ended a little different than most NFL weeks. We're going to jump right in and talk about that action. But before we get into scores and highlights and stats, just want to take a, a real moment and talk about what happened in the Buffalo Bengals game. As many of you know, if you tuned in and watched the Monday Night Football game, play was suspended. There was a player for the first time in the NFL. DeMar Hamlin goes down uh, with, with what was reported as a cardiac arrest on the field, and then later a cardiac arrest uh, also in the hospital. Outside of that, uh, his family, his uncle more importantly, has said that he has been recovering slowly and they are optimistic. Outside of that, here's what we know. Again, our thoughts and prayers uh, with him and his family. Obviously, we want him to recover. Uh, Life is bigger than football. We get that. And we don't want to seem insensitive as a football podcast, but we are here to talk about football. Um, So that said, uh, we hope him the best. Uh, We'll get more information. Uh, You guys will hear it all over the media. Obviously, this is an unprecedented thing. Here's what we do know. Uh, The game was suspended, as it should be. I think it's the right thing. Uh, I know the NFL, there's speculation about who knew what and the five minutes and people are jumping on down everybody's throats. Here, here's, the, here's the good news, guys. Neither team was ready to play that game after this happened. Um, we're all humans. We all get the human condition. Uh, and again, no football game. Good call. Now, here's what we also know. There's a lot of other games that happened in Week 17. And this is going to be a game that, and Josh, Caleb, jump in with, with your, your thoughts on this. This is going to be a game that you said likely may not get played at all. Is that what, what we're hearing? Uh, I believe that's what some of the, the players and I believe part of the Bengals organization said it would be inappropriate to play the game. So we'll see if it ends in a tie or if they just don't add it to the record, which would be weird. Right. But it is one of the biggest games of the year for playoff implications. So I know if you say that on the internet, people jump down your throat. But it does matter because it is the number one seed Bills and the number three seed Bengals. So. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Chiefs did win this game, so they are now one. Because these the Bills and the Bengals did not play, right. so it does affect the seeding massively. Now the Chiefs have home field advantage. If they win next week, they clinch it. So kind of an unfair advantage, terrible situation. It's I don't know how they're going to resolve it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes away the opportunity from the Bengals also having that chance to take the number one spot, tied with the Bills. If they did win that game, unfortunately, it looks like it's likely going to be a tie. Uh, for these teams in terms of playoff chances, which, I mean, they both already made the playoffs. It's not as big of a deal as people are making it sound, but it certainly has a lot of implications for the number one seed. And, uh, you know, it's just a sad situation all around. And uh, they said they weren't playing this week. They might play in the future, but uh, it looks like more than likely it's going to be a tie for both yeah. these teams, and I don't think either one of those teams have a problem with that. So, Yeah, if the Chiefs do win the AFC and clinch home field advantage sure. or win the Super Bowl, people – Especially Bills fans, no offense, will always have an asterisk on that Super Bowl win, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, so Always. Weird end of the week. Yeah, and I don't want to overstate or understate. Obviously, football is made up of a game played by human beings. Human lives are affected. We totally get that. We don't want to seem insensitive by any measure. But one thing we've done with guys about how much is talk about the game and less about character and issues. So with that said... Uh, We wish him well. We'll continue to pray for him and uh, keep him in your thoughts and prayers if you would, folks. Let's talk about the matchups. The week started on Thursday at 8.15, the Dallas Cowboys. Not such an easy game. They had the Tennessee Titans 27-13. They took care of them. Is there any story here at all? Are the Cowboys just playing a little flat, or what's the outcome from this? It was so close in the first half because Mike Frabel, as we know, is a great coach. Mm -hmm. He's taken this average to below average roster to the playoffs the last four years. He's a great coach. They played up in the first half with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. A second or third string quarterback on any other team ended up starting because they benched Malik Willis. He has not had over 100 yards throwing in one game. Yikes. He's been pretty bad. Uh, I believe Josh Dobbs did that in the first half in this game. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and also, Ryan Tannehill's on the IR. So the season's over for the Titans. I wouldn't. They're not tanking, but just everyone is hurt at the same time. Unfortunately, I believe Derrick Henry's healthy for this week coming up. But Dallas has been in kind of a slump the last few weeks. They've squeaked by, beating two backup quarterbacks back-to-back. Hasn't been great for them, but I think it's a good time to go through a slump right before the playoffs. So I wouldn't look too much into it. I think the Titans just played up in a spot at home in prime time where they needed to play up. Yeah, and it goes without saying, once again, that Josh Jobs will be starting again this game. Uh, His game last week against the Cowboys... While it wasn't fantastic, it was better than Malik Willis, as Caleb stated, and Ryan Tannehill does not have an opportunity to come back. Derrick Henry's been practicing all week, and he'll be back. 
they're they're not top or they're bottom five in every offensive yeah. stat that matters other than rushing game. Unfortunately, Derrick Henry's back. This is their one opportunity. They need some losses. And they need to win against the Jaguars for them to go. But all likelihood, the Jaguars who are playing up, playing great football on both sides of the football, are likely going to be able to take this win away from the Titans. We've seen the Titans just continuously lose to bad teams. They lost to the to the Texans just a few weeks ago, and uh, they're just not playing well. So unlikely for them to win this game. But in terms of the Cowboys game, they had a good strong first half, but uh, in the second half, Cowboys really started to push forward on defense, especially. And uh, I think the biggest problem for the Cowboys in this game was the early turnovers. They did get close to the goal line, have turnovers multiple times from Dak. I mean, I think. One of those turnovers, aside from, I believe he had a fumble, mm-hmm. he had two picks as well. Uh, the first pick, in my opinion, was not his fault. It was off the hands of Peyton Hendershot. The second one was his fault. But he's had uh, turnovers, he's had interceptions in every single game. He a has a ton. I think he has the most in the NFL yeah. since returning from his injury. And missed several games. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, it's he's playing well despite that. But if he can get that fixed, the uh, the offense for this Cowboys team is going to be a lot more scarier, especially with what T.Y. Hilton has brought into this offense recently. Moving on, the Cardinals, irrelevant. Falcons, irrelevant. Cardinals lose 19-20. I guess the main thing with this was Watt decided to retire. He has one more game. That was his last. No, he had the week before was his home game. Yeah, his last home game. He has one more game, and he says he's going to be retiring. Uh, There's rumors about, obviously, joining his two brothers on the Steelers, but we'll see if that ever happens. It seems like he is likely to retire, but he is playing. He is healthy, Mm -hmm. and he is a double-digit sack guy this year once again. So, if he wants to return, it will not be for the Cardinals, but in all likelihood, he is going to be done. I mean, in this for, for this game, you tried to brush over it pretty quickly because nothing nothing happened at all. <laughs> nothing. Uh, fourth string, David Blau, who I believe was in the Lions and another team earlier in the season, he is starting once again to end off the season for the Cardinals, unfortunately, with the torn ACL from Kyler Murray. And Desmond Ritter uh, looked worse than David Blau of fourth string, uh, hopefully a future player for the Falcons. Um, doesn't look like they're going to be holding on to him as a future quarterback because he's just not been he's not been it. So, as you said, not a game really worth talking about. No, surprise game, Caleb. Uh, New England at home holds off the Dolphins uh, 23-21. The sad thing is, remember when the Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins were all fighting for the Bills' spot, and now they're all 8-8, eight 8-8, and 7-9, eight, eight and eight, and nine, respectively. Yeah, and I think at one point the Dolphins were 8-4, and four, were 8-3, and 7-3, something like that. They're streaky, they, man. Yeah, they have not done well, and they've done especially not well without Tua. And, uh, and the result of this game, the Patriots needed to win this game in terms of allowing the chance or opportunity to the other teams in the AFC, and all the other, other teams in the AFC also capitalized beyond the Titans. The Steelers won. And uh, the Jets now are out, but the Steelers do have one opportunity to make the playoffs if there is a loss from the, I believe, the Patriots uh, and the Dolphins this week once again. Yeah, I think that Belichick has lost the Dolphins the last three out of the four times, I think. So right. I wouldn't bet on them losing again, especially twice in the same year <laughs> right. at home. So I, I picked the Patriots in this game last week. I think it was pretty straightforward knowing Bill Belichick. I think it was a great game. If you look at the score, it was one possession, two points. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I think of the big surprise of the week, uh, New Orleans was able to go to Philadelphia and win 20-10. to 10. Uh, I think the story in this game is just poor quarterback play. I mean, to be honest, uh, we continue to be on a backup quarterback with Garner Minshew. Uh, but not really much to say. The Eagles are not falling apart. They're not dead. They just don't have their starting quarterback, so let's give them a little break. Yeah, and it wasn't a great game from Garner Minshew. As you said, he is a backup quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton didn't play super well, but he played better than Minshew. And it's also worth noting that the, the Eagles team in general just did not play well. Uh, despite a long touchdown from A.J. Brown. That really was the only thing that happened on offense for them in this game. No surprise, the New York football Giants took care of the Colts 38-10. Nick Foles, again, looks like a guy climbed out of the stands and just started playing football for him. Not much to see on the Colts side. JT's out at running back. Their defense is hurt. Uh, the Colts are rebuilding next year. This is this is a mess for them. But the good news is Brian Dable and the boys continue with momentum. and They are now looking at being on the inside of this playoff race. Yeah, I think the good news for the Colts, at least, is that they are they have a great roster, other than it being injured. Um, they are a good place for Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers or Sean yeah. Payton. Sean Payton could be traded there. He's still officially with the Saints, so they're asking for more than a first, is what they said. This was leaked. Um, but they're a team that could get Jim Harbaugh, too. He's vouching for a spot now, going to the playoffs at Michigan. I just think the Colts are a great spot for a rebuild. They need it. They haven't had a quarterback since... Andrew Luck, really, yeah, So, other than Philip Rivers, Rivers for a year. I just think that they this is a good spot for a quarterback and coach to go together, and they're definitely a playoff, maybe Super Bowl team if that happens. Yeah, a couple of no surprises as we roll down these 1 o'clock games. Uh, the Buccaneers had to win for their playoff lives to be alive. Otherwise, Carolina would have taken the advantage from them. They win 30-24. Mike Evans beat the Panthers. 
Tom Brady and Mike yeah, Evans were just dirty. Mike Evans. I mean, that was their best game. I mean, I think there's only one incompletion to Mike Evans, and I think Chris Godwin caught all of his passes. So it was a great game from Tom Brady and the top two receivers. I had Godwin game. in one fantasy yeah. league, and he he did me right. So I think, like Josh has been saying for weeks, that the Bucks this is perfect. The 49ers, their defense has not been playing well the last two weeks. They just let Jared Stenham drop 34 on them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But if if it's a time for the Niners to get cold, it's right before the playoffs. The Bucks look hot right now. They've been winning. I think they won the last three. They win yeah. when they have to. They win when they have to. And Tom Brady, this is his best football he's been playing of the year. And he, in December and January, is the best player he ever has in his career. Every December, I believe he has like 110 passer rating. <laughs> he's almost perfect Aaron in December. Yeah. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Yeah, and we'll talk about the playoff race a bit more later. But looking at the quarterbacks he has to go against, I mean, he just played against Sam Darnold. You look at the playoff race, you're looking at Brock Purdy. You're looking at... Daniel Jones, you're looking at Hurt, Jalen Hurts now, uh, Dak Prescott, who's not played exceptionally well. He's played good enough for them to win, but not exceptionally well. They're just not high-end quarterbacks in the AFC. Right now, you see the what Kirk Cousins does in his bad games. Primetime Kirk. I, it's, just, it's just bad, and yeah. it's, it's very streaky. And as we saw in this game, Tom Brady, when he turns it on, is clearly by far and away the best quarterback in the NFC uh, when he wants to be. And uh, We'll see how it uh, pans out with Aaron Rodgers potentially going in. But if Aaron Rodgers is not in, it's even more easier for a team that's going to be facing a wild card team in the week one. Now, we have not seen uh, the Broncos without this head coach until this week. And 24-27, and they put a game on the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Is it really that big a deal that this coach is gone? Yeah, I think he was holding them back 100%. His play calling was not good. We saw it week one where they had a mishap at the end of the game and they ran out of time. I think that's what happened. I don't remember fully because it's been so many bad games from them. (laughs) I think their offense looks better outside of, I think it was this week that the linemen were screaming at backup quarterbacks and stuff. There's like a fight on the sideline. Terrible. Their team's just not there, but I think this is the best game we've seen out of the team as a whole in a long time, especially with Russell Wilson being there. I think... It, it is some, some upside or some hope mm-hmm. for your Denver fans out there seeing the score. Yeah, and it was worth noting that Russell Wilson was a quarterback one in terms of fantasy for this week. <laughs> right. And he, he has played well in both games against the Chiefs this year. Uh, their interim head coach, uh, we all know that everyone was hyped going into the season on Albert Okawebunam. We He basically got benched. He was the fourth or fifth guy in the tight end room with Nathaniel Hackett. One game out, he's immediately in. I know Greg Dulcich is on IR, but he is back above Saubert. He's back against uh, back above Tomlinson once again and uh, the coach basically said I don't know why this guy isn't playing he's an athletic freak he's a monster and we saw he he had like 60 yards in a touchdown this game he's playing very well so you're seeing the 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 weapons that were on the team already come out and play very well you've seen Latavius Murray an older back in the NFL play very well and that continued in this game so I think the obvious problem was Nathaniel Hackett and you're seeing basically players that got benched from the head coaching staff come in and are playing well on both sides of the ball and you're seeing Russell Wilson have his best game of the year without Nathaniel Hackett. So I think the obvious problem there was Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, and a team that's in their playoff lives and fighting, they've been on a hot streak, the Lions, 41-10 Chicago, even though your boy started running the football right out of the gate. Yeah, Justin Fields in the first quarter, I believe the first two drives at over 100 rushing yards. He threw 7 of 32, I believe. He played terrible as a quarterback. I think he injured his hip in this game, and he's he's actually shut down the rest of the year. Yep. So I think... They started great running down the field, 100 yeah. yards in the yeah. first half, and got injured, played terrible. The, the Lions figured that out. They kind of shut him down. He couldn't throw to anybody. To their free agent receivers, they have many yeah. of them. Many. Um, yeah, I think it was an easy game for the Lions. Great bounce back from the loss they just had at home, 41-10. to 10. The Lions still vouching for that wild card spot. They are, and they're uh, Caleb. If they win this week, you'll be one away from your yeah. ten wins. Which, Nine and eight. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and it's worth noting. You said free agent wide receivers and weapons. They did extend Equinamia St. Brown, I believe, to one more year. Um, and their their passing game has been terrible. I think for them in the off season, they really have to just say screw defense. We took a bunch of high end picks last draft with Jaquan Brisker and other guys, uh, Kyler Gordon in the second round, third round really focus on the offense because the reason Justin Fields is hurt every other game now, despite playing through most of these games, I think other than one earlier this year and now this last game because it doesn't truly matter, but uh, you need to focus on the offensive line. You need weapons. You can't, I mean, they played a great game against the Eagles and their Mm -hmm. best receiver had 39 yards and they kept it close. So what would it look like if you had an offensive line, if you had, I know Dave Montgomery might be too expensive for them. They might have to move on, but get receivers, get O-linemen don't yeah, don't care about yeah. anything else. And in terms of draft picks, once again, uh, it is interesting this week. 
uh, because of the tie that the Texans have. If right. the Texans do win uh, somehow, and uh, the I mean they do they have played well against playoff teams mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. Um, and the Bears do lose like they have been, then they will take over the number one pick in this draft. So wow. it does get interesting in terms of trade value. They could trade. Uh, perceivably C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young for to another team for a ton of draft capital down the line, and that could really enhance their rebuild soon. Two 13-loss teams. Uh, the Browns, who are no longer playing for any reason other than to get Deshaun some reps at this point, uh, goes against Carson Wentz, who was named the starter. They win 24-10, another not-so-exciting game. I think what we've learned maybe in Washington, Caleb, is perhaps that the Carson Wentz era is already over as it looks like they're going to go back to number four this week. I think this team from the top down is a clown show right now. <laughs> um, their owner, obviously, we all know about things he's going through. Their GM, the decisions he makes are not good. Ron Rivera, his decisions the last few weeks have been very bad. I don't know why. How are you a 500 coach in Carolina and get promoted to become a head coach somewhere else? Like That's not giving you the keys. He'll be the next head coach of the Raiders or something next year. But right, right, yeah. Ron Rivera seems to be the issue here. They don't know what they're doing at all. I think they just yeah. collapsed. They had a run where they had three or four good games with Heineke, yep. and now they're benching him for Sam Howell, which are they, they're eliminated from um, playoff contention now, and he, didn't, he wasn't even aware of it when the game ended. He didn't know that if he lost and the Packers won that they were eliminated. Right, right. So Awareness. Really dumb, but they're starting Sam Howell now that they're eliminated. See what he is. You know what he is. You drafted him in the third round, right? right? right. So I don't understand why... It took this long? Right. I don't know. No. Taylor Heineke, we knew it wasn't the answer. He He's a winner. He wins 50% of the games he's in. He's always in every game because he's, he's that guy. He's that scrappy but guy. As far as a team, the commanders are not good. They no. have good players. They've drafted. Their strategy for drafting, and sorry for all you commanders fans, the past half a decade has been draft the Alabama guy. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's lazy. Look at scout your players. Right, find more right. outside just Alabama players. A lot of them have been good, but you've whiffed on a lot. Like Cam Sims, receiver is supposed to be right. pretty decent. I, I don't know. He's just it's not good. It's making me upset. I don't like the Commanders right now. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Ron Rivera, um, well, first off, this was the Browns' best game offensively. You saw big plays from DPJ. You saw big plays from Amari Cooper. Right, and the run game as well, just consistent in the run game. And you saw Deshaun Watson basically threw the ball twenty times, had three hundred yards, three touchdowns. Great game from them. And uh, the commanders, their, their decision-making has just been poor. As Caleb said, Ron Rivera didn't want to acknowledge the fact that they were eliminated, and because of that, he didn't even know they were going to be eliminated or have a chance to be eliminated. Uh, the last couple of weeks, basically, they benched Heineke against the Niners. Wentz came back and scored a touchdown. Then he said he'll be starting the rest of the year, as in the next two weeks. Uh, we know now that he's going to be benched for the last game, and he was going to promote Taylor Heineke to once again start. But Taylor Heineke approached the coaching staff and said, hey, you should look at your young guy. I know my role. I know my purpose in this league. You should be looking at the young guy. And then that, because of what he kudos, said, kudos. they then now are starting Sam Howell, not because they wanted to. So their decision-making has been poor. Uh, as Caleb talked about, basically getting the Alabama guy. They basically just get the good Alabama defense alignment. They get Cam Sims, Hale Hentges, uh, Brian Robinson, just all these average guys that you know are going to have some sort of value. Zero upside picks, in my opinion, and uh, that just speaks to what they are. They're average. It's lazy. They're average. It's lazy, yeah. They're, they're t- 16 to 20 every single year with Ron Rivera, and across the board, their whole decision-making with Ron Rivera has just been the same thing. So I think if you're rooting for the commanders and what the commanders are with Ron Rivera, you're really just getting average. Yeah, and we're not talking about character. I'm sure he's a great guy. He goes home to his wife, and he's, his kids love him. We're he not ever like talking retriever. about that. He's got a, he's, there's a lot of cool things about the guy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'd hang out with him is what I'm saying. Yeah, for but sure. But that's not the guy I want. I mean, yeah, I want that guy to coach my football team, but I want a guy who knows more than Ron Rivera. Yeah, and you look, at, you look at head coaching, even in the division, you saw how their team has switched with enhancing the performance of J- Jalen Hurts and really using what his specialties are on that offense. You see the effect with Nick Sirianni there. Right. You see the Giants, Brian Dable, arguably a worse team, uh, I mean, other than Saquon being back and Kayvon Thibodeau Coach of the year on the end. Yeah, look at how that team has turned around. They haven't made the playoffs since the boat picture everyone jokes about. <laughs> but look at their team with a coaching staff. And uh, I, Steve Smith, I think, was talking about it earlier. You have players like Terry McLaurin who are high-end players. If they were in a scheme like Brian Dables or in a scheme, and we saw A.J. Brown with the Eagles or even the Cowboys, what they're doing with C.D. Lamb. Right. If he had a scheme like that or a coach like that, he'd be a high-end receiver in this league because everyone sees it, and that's just not where Ron Rivera or the offense brings. Yeah, a team that does not have an identity crisis with their head coach, Doug Peterson, 31-3, took care of the Texans. Jacksonville's been on that train to the playoffs. They're currently sitting in a situation which we will describe later, but in the top 
of the AFC South. So nothing to see there other than Sunshine dropping dimes and well, Tennessee not being able to, or I'm sorry, the Texans not being able to answer. Lawrence kind of took the back seat in this game. I believe it was a defensive game, as mm-hmm. in they scored a lot of touchdowns in their defense. Right. Um, <laughs> and He's Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, I believe, had a 70 yard rushing touchdown in this game, which yeah. is great to see if you're a Jacksonville fan. But 31 to 3, it's not Jacksonville time. of old, no. it's new Jacksonville. Just like Mark Brunel, Jacksonville, you know, uh, with Tom Coughlin there. Yeah, and I think their their team's obviously better than the Texans, but it's it's exciting to see that they finally have an 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah. I can't remember who the last one was. Maybe the Allen guys, Allen Robinson. Yeah, it was Hearns and Robinson. Yeah. Um, that was like 2015, 2016. 2014. That, that was forever ago, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, now they have an 1,000-yard receiver. I think the only other running backs other than – Potentially Travis Etienne this week if they are. Well, they do have to play against the Titans, so he will be starting. I think he needs 80 yards. But the only other guys in Jaguars history to have 1,200 rushing yards are the two that you think, Mm. Fred Taylor and MJD. So it really shows the improvement there in the running game and the passing game just across the board. There's a reason why they're becoming a good team because they finally have good players in association with their other former good players. It's a 28-year-old team. I'll know that because it's as old as my oldest kid. Yeah. Started the same year he did in life. So 28 years to have three guys in your franchise that have done it. That's not bad. We like to think of them as a dumpster fire team, but they had a good run under Brunel and Conflin, and they've they've had a nice run for a short period of time with the old, uh, with your Boy. boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now it looks like Peterson has turned it around quickly with a team that he did not build. He has turned it around quickly. In so one kudos. year. One year. One year now they're eight and eight. There I say nine that's, and eight. That's great. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're making the playoffs in their first year, and that's what matters. Now a game that you probably didn't expect to see, unless you're a big fan of the NFL and realize this rivalry just won't go away. Um, and they didn't start their starting quarterback, the Raiders. No. But thirty-seven, thirty-four took overtime for the 49ers to beat the Raiders. Yeah, I know a lot of haters. <laughs> people that don't like the Raiders or don't like Derek Carr saying, right. "See, Derek Carr's terrible. They almost beat the 49ers, the best team in the NFC." I think it's because Jarrett Sidham was in Josh McDaniel's system for 100%. three years, four mm-hmm. years. So it's the same system that he ran with the Patriots as the backup, so he's aware of what's happening. It's a home game. They have nothing to lose. The team's probably upset because Derek Carr's not there. A lot of factors playing into the game. Devontae Adams had two or three touchdowns, I don't remember. Balling he was out. going crazy. Mm-hmm. It was just a good game from the Raiders overall. As a Raiders fan, I'm not one, but if you are, I wouldn't buy into this. I wouldn't buy into Jarrett Sidham just yet. It's a you can look at you watch it Gardner Minshew against the Cowboys when a, a quarterback comes out for his first game he's usually way better than he actually is so I would just tamper the hype a little bit I see it everywhere I think the 49ers are still a top two team in the NFC top five in the NFL mm-hmm. so I would relax a little bit yeah and I think uh, you all spoke about Jarrett Sidham as well uh, them benching Derek Carr I mean he wasn't even there like he wasn't even present in a home game that's, that's dirty he wasn't like, stay he, home he wasn't the second quarterback they literally picked up a guy I've never heard of to be the backup like not even kidding a guy that I've never seen in my life or even touched a football field <laughs> was the backup in this game uh, Jarrett Sidham was getting clocked every time he threw the football and uh, it really helped that they were able to score points because they really were just pressuring Jarrett Sidham and he he really delivered beyond expectation in this game getting it to Devontae Adams which there's a lot of cover zero, a lot of big play opportunity for them, and they capitalized a ton. And uh, that's I think that's the biggest reason why they scored a ton in this game. Also, you look at the secondary. I know they've been the number one defense, but T- T- uh, Talanoa Hufunga has allowed basically a perfect pass rating since week 10. He's not been a good cover safety. And uh, when, when you need big play uh, shutdown, uh, he's just not been reliable in this defense the last uh, six or seven weeks. So that uh, that explains a lot of the big plays in the secondary for the Niners. And the Niners, once again, they just continue to roll despite having Brock Purdy, a backup guy. Well, presumably a backup guy being Mr. Irrelevant. And uh, they roll through the Raiders on probably the Raiders' best offensive day uh, with a lot of help from this uh, 49ers secondary. Mark Davis, I don't know what you're doing, bro, other than making bad choices in the hair salon and being the controlling uh uh, you know, owner of the uh, team that your dad almost destroyed with senile decisions in his last 20 years of life. But I know this. If you think that this is your quarterback and Derek Carr is a bum, you're in trouble. Trade him. <laughs> because, you know, you're in bad shape. Don't don't buy into this. It was fun to watch. It still looked like he knew what he was doing. But this is just fuel for the new coach there to – convince ownership that that's their guy and they can go ahead and let Carr go, which is great because I want to see him go to the Colts and light it up personally, you know. Or the Panthers. Or the Panthers or the Jets or somewhere where they can use a quarterback because Carr is not terrible. Or the Titans. I, I feel bad for the guy. Or the Commanders. 
He's a good quality human being who's just been stuck around a bad after bad after bad system of GMs, coaches, and systems. Yeah, I mean, it's been a revolving door at every position for them. I mean, other than really running back the last couple of years, yeah, everything's changed. They have a totally different defensive line, a totally different offensive line. New receiving core, it feels like, every single year with Amari Cooper leaving and now Devontae Adams. But they've whiffed or drafted such good people and sent them away. You I mean, know, yeah, I mean, you, Mac and Cooper and all these guys. Their, their it's like, latest staff with Mike Mayock and all those guys just did not make the correct <laughs> drafting decisions. <laughs> you think? I mean, or email choices. I mean, even last year with the last, I mean, they got Alex Leatherwood, who basically was a one-year guy at Alabama, fell off, and they still took him in the first round. And the result of them that was cutting him the next year. He's <laughs> that bad. And uh, you talked about the history of the team with Derek Carr. I think they've ranked 32nd defensively, as in the worst <sighs> defense combined through all the years that Derek Carr has been there. So there's been no help around him. I know that we say that for a lot of guys, but you look at like a guy like Matthew Stafford who got put in basically a perfect situation last year. And won a Super Bowl. He was a top high-end quarterback, and that's what everyone thought he was. We don't think he's quite Matthew Stafford level, but Derek Carr going to a different team with actual coaching and actual consistency on either side of the ball would make him obviously a higher-end quarterback. Depending on who the head coach of the uh, Colts will be next year, it's a home run because you've got a guy with, with some, you know, he's not old enough that he can't go and make a difference. All right, moving on. Yeah, you got something? Yeah, I think this is the perfect year to be a free agent quarterback or one yeah. on the market because if you look at it, we don't know what's going on in Arizona. We don't know what's going on in Atlanta. We don't know what's going on in Tennessee. The Patriots, maybe. The Saints. The Colts. It's a lot Panthers. of wishful thinking. That's a lot Hold of on. wishful thinking. I'm not done. The Jets. Maybe Seattle. Maybe the Texans. Maybe the commanders. Let's put this another way. He can go anywhere he wants. We know Washington needs a quarterback. We know the Texans are going to be looking for a quarterback. Probably drafting one, yes. We now know the Raiders are clearly done with Carr. Yes. The Jets clearly have figured out Zach and we're done. Yes. I'd argue... We're not going to mention Seahawks because they like Geno. Well, so no, let's the, leave the them alone. The interesting thing about the Seahawks, though, is they have the Rams pick, which is now a top five pick. Currently. They do. They do. Nobody else in this column I'm looking at needs a quarterback. And let's go to the other side. The Titans is a stretch. I think they're fine with Tannehill. I don't think they're moving on from Tannehill right now. But Maybe and, not, but and, Malik Willis is not <clears throat> no. their future. But the Cardinals will likely make a change. They could. Falcons will probably stick out with this rookie one more year and waste another year. Oof. Two is good. Max good. I wouldn't be. Max, su- I don't know. Max replaceable. I think he'd be better somewhere else. I thought he'd That's be great here, but he's smarter than this offense is, and it's showing. You well, got Mister Nice Guy screaming and cussing at his. Well, yeah, I think. I mean, he has no problem with Bill Belichick, obviously, yeah. with what they did last year. But when Josh McDaniels leaves, you see Mac Jones turn into this guy that. But they have no offensive coordinator. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's the problem, and they need to figure that out. I mean, Frank Reich's available of all people. Uh, there's plenty of options that aren't a former special teams receiver guy and a defensive guy running your offense. Frank Reich gets Jonathan Taylor and can't run the football. I have no faith in that clown anymore. <laughs> That's the easiest decision in the world. Hand it to JT. Yeah, but you look at the Eagles team with him and how they had that. They had basically a giant committee at running back. That's exactly what the Patriots have. Yeah. A lot of dump offs, a lot of tight end play. That's exactly what the Patriots have. And hopefully, if they can get a guy that's not these two bums then their offense will be back to what it was. I think the Giants stick with their QB, and I think that uh, Jared Goff stays with the Lions. He hasn't done anything to prove that he can't manage this team. You know, they're going to have nine wins. Yeah, probably nine wins. Well, if they beat the Packers. That's a tough one. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be 500, which is a milestone for them. Um, and, and again, there's so many games they left on the table once they learn how to win, and it's not Jared Goff's fault. All right, moving on. Seattle was able to beat the Jets. I think the story of this game is just Mike White is probably not their guy. Uh, it, it was not <laughs> yeah. good for either team. Somehow, it didn't look like the Seahawks were going to win 23 Well, he is playing six. through broken ribs still. He is. He and got it, medically cleared, but... That's just so they could get Zach Wilson off how much, How many drugs he put in his system to play. Gino looked means. like trash. The reality is, it didn't look like... It looked like a 6-6 six to six game, to be honest, but somehow yeah. Metcalf caught nothing. Like, this was the least Metcalf productive disappears. game. He averages yes. 30 yards a game. He's not good. It's uh, Yeah. We said that like week three of the year. Yeah. Primetime Kirk's a story there. Uh, the Vikings end up in Green Bay, and it's all Green Bay, 41-17, yeah. which is the story for the two franchises over the past 20 years anyway. Ever since Favre and Rodgers, the Vikings really don't get to win a whole lot, right? No, and I think they still have, like, their t- point total for the year is still negative. Oh, wow. As in, like, they've won games by a few points, and then they've lost really, really bad. So their point total is negative despite their winning record. And uh, as you said, primetime Kirk, I believe there was – 48 states that had viewing to this game, so it was considered a primetime game for him, and uh, you saw the result here. The Packers, 
just getting Romeo Dubs back has made their offense substantially better the last two games and really relying on their run game once again and A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. We should have bet money on Romeo because yeah. we, we kind of said that. <laughs> um, Everybody that I know that, that uh, talks about Kirk Cousins talks about primetime Kirk. In fact, even in fantasy, I played against him famously to win this week. And everybody, oh, it's primetime Kirk, you're good. Like, is that really a thing, though? Yeah, I mean, look at, look at the, the Eagles game. We know the Eagles are a great team, but their yeah. defense hasn't shut down anyone like they shut down Kirk Cousins this year. Padding them stats. All right, um, Baker Mayfield looks like he's having the time of his life, guys. Another game that did not look like it was 31-10, to 10, but the Chargers do beat Battle of L.A. because it's a home game for both of them, really. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you have a no O-line Rams team, no receivers, Cup and Robinson on IR. Higby's been in and out. You have Baker Mayfield, third week here. He don't care. Losing season, who cares? We don't have a line. They haven't fun. played a lot. Cam Akers has had over 100 rushing yards the last three weeks. They're having a blast great. for a team this week. They look like something you need when you're bad. You need to <laughs> have fun and grow as a team. Because yeah. your seasons are your season was over when you lost when Whitworth retired. To be honest, well, Baker factors into a team next year. We have to. Think. He's definitely their backup. If Stafford's not ready by then, they're they're going to win games with him. What does he want to do? Is he a Washington, you know, commander? Is no, he a New York he's Jet? Staying, he's staying. You think so? He's staying. I think his ego will, will make his him. Ego, he's humble. Do you hear him talk now? No, no. I yeah, he is. I mean, he's having a blast Why out there getting murdered. Here? Yeah, yeah. He's he wasn't promised anything. Hey, we got no O line. Most of our talent is down. We're not going to win a game. But we want you to come and have some fun. Uh, Aaron Donald's on IR, too. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, the story here really is Herbert getting that win that they needed so that they can have themselves and alive for the playoffs. Yeah. First round. I think Their record kind of speaks. Right. I mean, their record was poor at the beginning of the year, but now double-digit wins, their kind of record looks better than what they've been playing. Uh, they're, they're guys, I mean, teams are, they're playing against. They're making Kyle Van Noy and Kenneth Murray look like all-stars, and we know that they're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just hopefully with Joey Bosa coming back. I don't know if Khalil Mack's coming back, but hopefully with that addition as well as their receivers, we've seen the real impact of Keenan Allen the last couple of games. Once all these veterans come back, maybe they'll play up to par. I know this was a thirty-one to ten game, but they can play substantially better than this uh, in future games. Hopefully, we called it last week the game of the week. Somehow Pittsburgh would beat Baltimore. They did. That said, our me guy, and Josh are the only two to pick them in their pick'ems league. Yeah, I didn't pick him in the Pickham's League, but no, I picked him as my upset believe. here on, on the podcast. You don't believe. Yeah. I just did, I, I missed it, but I got him right in the podcast last week. This is my I, upset. I would like to see a completely healthy season from Lamar Jackson because the Ravens, <laughs> they essentially lead the AFC with Lamar Jackson, and then he leaves, and they They're lose. They're still majority. 10 and 6, though. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that despite Lamar Jackson not being healthy, I know they lost to the playoffs last year because the Steelers had to get that last game win, and they still were close to double digit wins, if not double digit mm-hmm. wins. But this year, you're just seeing it once again two years in a row that without Lamar Jackson, they can't do anything, really. Right, right. Uh, they I, they talked about it, I believe, on Sunday Night Football. They score 10 to 12 or more points with Lamar Jackson on average. Obviously, that's a big turn in the game with their defense only allowing under 20. So they're a much different team with Lamar Jackson. It's it, They would be probably the number one seed by a big margin, uh, leading the NFL in terms of record with Lamar Jackson the last two years at least. So... Hopefully, they can lock him up uh, for the future in terms of a big contract. So, that would really change the AFC outlook for the future. Yeah, and this year, I know there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas. They need help. They need help. This one's really simple, guys. It's really, really simple. And the AFC, it looks like, I'm going to call it, they're not going to play that Bills-Bengals game. Do you all agree with me? That's going to give, hands down, that's going to give uh, Kansas City the bye week, which is going to leave the Bills to win their division, Bengals win their division, and then the two teams that will definitely make it in, they've clinched a spot already, is the Chargers and Ravens at 10-6. and six. Jacksonville and the Patriots are in the hunt at 8-8, eight and eight, but the Dolphins, Steelers, and Tennessee are all still. Here's why Tennessee's in the mix at 7-9. and nine. Y'all jump in when I'm wrong. Right now, Jacksonville basically wins, and they've clinched the division. If they lose, Tennessee is the tiebreaker and clinches the division, and they are suddenly looking on the outside. Now, the Dolphins have to win. And the Patriots have to lose. Otherwise, if the Patriots win, they're in. So basically, the two teams in the hunt, Jacksonville and the Patriots, win and they're in and we're done, right? Now, here's the other kicker. Let's say they both lose for some reason. That gives the, the, the Titans the division, essentially, and the Dolphins a chance to take the Patriots spot. But there's one more. If, if the Dolphins happen to lose and the Patriots lose, then the Steelers, with a win and getting Mike Tomlin's win in season, keeping a streak alive, clinch a playoff berth at 9-8. and eight. 
unbelievable. Am I wrong anywhere at all? No, I think it's worth noting that the Patriots are going to be going up against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all likelihood, that's probably a win for the Bills. I don't know how the situation affects the Bills. I would assume that it would inspire them and help them play a little bit better uh, because they did have slight slump in the middle of the year where they did not play extremely well. But this is just not a scary Patriots team. If they beat you, they beat you with consistency and big plays on defense. And uh, I think the Bills are going to play up, and that's an easier win for them. And then the Dolphins have third-string Skylar Thompson mm-hmm. as well as Mike up. I think Mike Glennon now because Teddy Bridgewater is out. They are playing mm-hmm. up against, anyone remember, uh, the Jets. So yeah. Jets haven't won in a while, so that's not necessarily a lock, but the Steelers certainly have a chance with a third-string quarterback and a matchup against the Bills if they do beat the Browns. So Yeah, and I mean, that's not a gimme for either team, so that game's worth watching. Now, the NFC, again, it looks like potentially that the Eagles could lose that spot, but if it ended today, they would clinch and have the bye. We know the 49ers, the Vikings, the Buccaneers – Cowboys, Giants are all in. All those teams have won no matter what. They're in. The only thing we have to determine is who gets the bye. And yes, Dallas could potentially win the East and it would change seating. But outside of that, nothing could change. Here's the tricky part. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. Currently in the hut, 8-8 eight and eight Seattle Seahawks. Now, my understanding is the Packers beat the Lions, the other two teams on the bubble. The Packers eliminate both teams and go straight in. So they control it all. However, if the Packers should somehow lose to the Lions, the Lions need help meaning they need the Seahawks to lose to clinch that final spot. Yeah, and I think the last time the Seahawks played the Rams, John Wolford was starting, and it was a one-possession game. So obviously, upgrade at quarterback there, um, and potentially a good opportunity for the Lions to go just with a Seahawks loss. Uh, The Packers are hot, and obviously they they control the playoff wild-card spot right now. There's only one spot left for the NFC, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is getting hot, and if he does continue in this game against the Lions, who's traditionally beaten... Uh, year year in and year out uh, would push them right in, as you said. Yeah, I think obviously McVay is going to want to eliminate uh, division. His division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to want to eliminate Seattle. I don't think that he's going to want Seattle six and a half point them. favorites. Huh? Seattle six and a half point right now. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a closer game than we think. I mean, you got Baker. Feel good, Baker. Yeah, and I think I mean looking at the weapons for. Uh, the Seahawks side, you have DK Metcalf likely one-on-one with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I know Tyler Lockett broke his finger a couple weeks ago. He had quick surgery to come back in, but he also, I believe, had a leg injury in this last game as well, so there is a chance for him to be out and would really mainly focus on shutting down DK Metcalf. Uh, you already see Marquise Goins on IR, Will Disley's on IR. They'll, they don't really have a lot of passing options beyond DK Metcalf if Tyler Lockett's out, and there could be a scary game for them. They really have to rely just on Kenneth Walker to do something against this Rams team who played really close with them last time with John Wolford. The kicker is going to be that Miami and the Jets are going to be a slugfest, and they are not. They don't have the starting quarterback in Miami, so that could go either way. The Patriots should lose to the Bills if the Bills are mentally ready for this game. They should win. However, those are not givens whatsoever, so there's a good chance that we could see. I think that my money, if I'm a betting man, Aaron Rodgers takes care of the Lions. It's close. It's, it's theatrical. There's some discount double checking and all that kind of mess, but I think it's going to be close and that eliminates everybody. And I just don't think it matters, but what do I know? Let's look at the schedule. Uh, the lines are up again. We're not going to touch Cincinnati and Buffalo, uh, as far as this week. And we know they're going to both play allegedly next week, but let's see what time of energy they bring any teams. First of all, before we do our picks and our, our locks and our upsets, anybody that could be potentially sitting their starters. I don't think the Eagles will, I'm not sure the emotional state of the Bills. Well, Washington just benched their quarterback, so. Yeah, but they're going to go after. I mean, they got nothing to play Benching for. Benching their starters. Um, now, these would only be playoff teams. Yeah, I could the see Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Chargers, because they're clenched already. Okay. Dallas uh, Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas could. Well, they, they want that division. Well. Yeah, but they play at a later time schedule than the Eagles, so they really get to see. No, they play yeah. at the same time. Do they? Oh, I thought one was on Saturday. As of last week, guys, these games were not announced publicly, the times, which screwed my head up because yeah. I try to prepare for our podcast. And But these are the official times that we're looking at. So I think Chicago obviously is going to bench everybody. There's no point. Um, Minnesota could. It should be a blowout. Well, Chicago has nothing, no reason not to play. Um, Atlanta's going to try and eliminate Tampa Bay. They're the favorites somehow in this yeah. game. Yeah, but it won't matter because um, they've clinched. I could see Cincinnati and Baltimore because they both clinched. They could put anybody in. Yeah. yeah. To me, Kansas I, City, no. 
No, because they still have to win. They have to win the clinch. Yeah, because if the Bills, if they get that tie from this last game they and they do win. win, they're still favored over the Chiefs because they beat them. Yep. I think, realistically, mm. you could see the Chargers. They have really nothing to compete for, and uh, they've been hurt for, throughout the season. Um, and then maybe the Giants. The Giants really have nothing else to play Minnesota. for. Uh, I mean, really, it's just momentum for the Giants. Because I think the last time they made the playoffs, they were in the same situation. Uh, Tom Coughlin did not bench his guys. They really tried to build momentum. And it uh, could be another thing there for here. All right, any locks looking at this week? Week 18, final week of the season. Any locks that you want to put in there? I'm oh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to lock in uh, the Colts. The Colts. Yep. I think they need a bounce-back game. They've been playing terrible. Houston, also likewise. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just think Indianapolis at home, they have a way better chance of winning. Josh, anything? Ugh, for me, I'm going to pick... The New Orleans Saints over the Carolina Panthers. Picking them a lot lately. Yeah, I th- I think they're just a better team. Yeah. I know Sam Darnold has been playing well, but he still creates turnovers. He doesn't really have a ton of yards, and this isn't a very easy defense to play against, as we saw last week with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They really rely on big plays, and uh, there's not really a ton of big plays coming out of the Panthers team, aside from a connection now with DJ Moore. I just think the Saints are a better team. I think Alvin Kamara, uh, hopefully playing in this game, brings a lot more to the table. And uh, Andy Dalton, I think they're very comparable quarterbacks right now and how they're playing, and I just think I would rely more on the Saints team overall. I've been riding the Pittsburgh bandwagon, not because I think they're great. I don't know how they're winning with this guy. I don't. Um, but because they're currently two-and-a-half favorites at home, I think they are a very spirited team, and they want their coach to keep that streak alive. What better to play for? Pittsburgh upsets. Well, they're not really upset. That's my lock. That's my lock. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Cleveland's relatively streaky. I mean, you look yeah. at their mm-hmm. team. Amari Cooper's basically either the best guy in the league or the worst guy in the league <laughs> every once in a while, and uh, they've just been streaky throughout the week. So it makes sense. The Steelers don't score a ton of points, but there's been games this year where Cleveland scores a field goal or under 10. So Well, I could be wrong, but if Watson gets beat up a couple times, they'll pull him. There's no need to ruin your franchise quarterback yeah. in a game that doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas... Kenny, he's a rookie. He's expendable, let's be honest, yeah. if he even starts. All right, upsets. Looking at the uh, the way that these scores go, whoo, are we seeing any – I mean, as you said, a technical upset could be Baltimore and Cincinnati if they don't start their starters. Yeah. Uh, you said Atlanta. Are you is that what, no Atlanta's favored but over Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay winning. So I, I, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. They're not going to let Atlanta beat them. No. So that's a clear upset. Josh, what do you think? I'm going to be picking the Rams over the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, I think they're, there's a lot in favor of the Rams versus the Seahawks currently, uh, not for the season or statistically-wise throughout the season, but as I talked about earlier, DK Metcalf likely the only option on the offense this week with Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's not been an extremely efficient guy. He's kind of relied on just big plays, and uh, I think that's just a, a better team on the Rams. Currently, I know the Seahawks start out very hot. But I just think looking at their last matchup with how John Wolford played against them, Baker Mayfield obviously being a better quarterback, a little bit more healthy than they were in that matchup, likely, especially with what Cam Akers is doing now. This is a very easy defense to run up against. Uh, we saw Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason had 70 yards on like four runs. Like This is a very easy defense to go against, especially on the ground with now Cam Akers. So I just think they're a better team currently, and I think Seahawks are just not inspiring or going to win this game. Yeah, and then finally, before we wrap up uh, week 18, anything about this schedule that stands out to you um, at all? I mean, anything at all that we haven't already talked about? We know there's some teams, as we mentioned, that need to win to stay alive, so there's some absolutely crucial games. Uh, but just something that stands out. Honestly, with everything going on with you know the Bills organization, I don't really think about that game for the final week being very much. I'm not even sure they'll start their starters. I don't know. Um. I'm iffy because you see a lot of times when players, something bad happens, like a player has a relative pass away or a father or mother, they end up having the game of their life after. So yeah. this team could play but out far, of their minds. Yeah. yeah, But Kansas City plays on Saturday. which yes. Gives, yes. So if they win. I think if Vegas, if Vegas loses to Kansas City, then Buffalo will bench their guys. Yeah. That makes more I sense. That. I think if Kansas City wins. Yeah. 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 I think a great game to see is Jacksonville versus Tennessee. <clears throat> it's for the division straight up. Whoever wins, wins the division. It's going to be a great game, a lot of running. You have Travis Etienne versus Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is playing in this game. He's going to try to ball out. So if Jacksonville's defense can show up, I think Jacksonville has the edge at home. I think it's going to be a great game to watch, though. You think Herbert starts? No. 
No. Um, That's may- just me. Maybe. I think he might get reps, but I don't think they're really... Maybe the first half. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the last week of the year, these two teams usually play, uh, the Chargers and the Broncos. And I think the last few years, the Broncos have done a great job against them in this game, and it could revive that hope that a lot of people had for the Broncos going into this year, going into next year with how they played without Nathaniel Hackett. So if it's, another, it's another big game without him, um, Is there, there's a lot of hope there. Any rumor... Uh, any truth to the internet rumor that Brian Dable is going to let the Eagles win? Uh, I don't know. That Why sounds, would they? I mean, in terms of like benching his team. Yeah, just benching I mean, up people who doesn't care. I think that they're going to start. I think they want that momentum. And I think looking at the Eagles, like you're guaranteed, or there's not a guarantee that they win. Is Hurts yeah. still out for this? He's he's practicing. He's likely going to play, I but there's no guarantee he's 100% either. If I'm the Giants... I'd, I would want to beat the Eagles so the 49ers get home field advantage yeah. and not your rival. I think that makes more sense to me. Yeah, and I think... But that does open the door for Dallas getting it. Is there a chance that they're the bottom wild card if they lose and the Packers go in? Because that changes it and who well, they, they have play week one. They have yeah. a tie, so they'll be over the Packers regardless. The Packers have more losses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to say it might change up who they play if they do lose. Well, if they do lose, you got a lot of 12 and 4 teams all of a sudden playing 8 and 8 teams. So I don't know how they yeah. decide that. There's some second and third qualifiers that gets a little screwy. Yeah, I don't see Dable doing it. I think they want momentum, as you said. Uh, and it, uh, He's too competitive. Yeah, it means I don't a think lot. It, it doesn't make sense. No. And it's not like, I mean, to be fair, I'm not saying like players don't matter and the, the human doesn't matter, but in terms of losing a player like benching your starters as you would in the preseason so they don't get injured or anything like that. This isn't like an insanely super talented team where if a guy happens to go down, unfortunately, we're going to be insanely hurt. Uh, sad to say, but just they're not. it's not like a superstar team. So we, We've said it over and over. When you lose your starting quarterback, you're done. I mean, yes, you can I have mean, a backup come in. It's yeah, terrible, but I'm saying this isn't like Tom Brady going out there yeah. on a non-purposeful game. Great question. Does Tom Brady start? I mean, does he, he needs he, to win. He, well, do they? Because they've already clinched. They're already they've in. clinched. Oh, they did. Yeah, they, they, they can't lose their division. They can't go up. Uh, yeah, they might. But to, uh, knowing Tom, he's gonna want to play. Yeah, I, they but have, knowing his fifty thousand year old body, he might need yeah, to I, rest. I think he'll play. I think last year or not, maybe two years ago, they played against the Lions the last week of the year, and they dropped like forty points against them. You saw Blaine Gabbert come in, uh, and it sounds like uh, Kyle Trask is gonna be active for this game. So Ooh. I think you'll see all three quarterbacks. I, I loved Kyle Trask. Yeah. I think he's kind of wasting away. In a sense, but he's also sitting behind the best quarterback ever, so I guess it's yeah. good for him. I mean, they did take him into the second, so he seems to be the future for them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and as far as, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of people like tanking and so on and so forth, so I don't think that's really a factor. I think teams, by and large, show up on the last week and want to try to ball out as much I as they can. I think the Texans will not care. I think that the Bears clearly don't care. I think that Arizona... I know they're banged up, but they're not going to be able to do anything regardless against the 49ers. The Vikings should destroy the Bears anyway, they, whether they, they care they or not. They have to mentally. They have to. Because yeah. <laughs> looking at what they've done recently. They've disappeared a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. And then reappeared what, in the second half. It's Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman. Like, this is this is a layup. This is a layup game. <laughs> I mean, and in fairness, Dallas should have a layup game, too. They should eat this young quarterback up. They should. But we'll I see. I mean, Mike White in the pouring rain tore apart the Bears, so. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I like Mike White, but we've we've discussed off air that we're we're pretty confident he's not their guy. He's just uh, he way could better. Be. Could be, could he? I think so. He's playing through. He's doped out of his mind playing through broken ribs. Well, how many years has he played? I think he's, he's a fourth year player. He's played two years starting. Yeah, twenty seven years old. I think the Cowboys got him. Yeah, we, we Cowboys drafted him. Was on the practice squad. He got picked up. Yeah, I think for me, I I was saying this last off season. I thought Jimmy G was going to be traded to the to the Jets, but obviously they still believed in Zach Wilson a lot. <laughs> and, I mean, you don't blame them because they obviously taken him second overall. You do you do have faith that you don't draft a guy you don't like second overall. But I think a lot of it makes sense. Jimmy G is going to be free uh, he's, regardless. He's gone. He's somewhere and, else. Right, with how Brock Purdy's playing, it's expendable. Whether or not they have mm-hmm. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, they'll keep over Jimmy G, especially with his contract. Former coaching staff on offense and head coach, Robert Sala, he was with Jimmy G. It makes a lot of sense now with him likely walking from the Niners. They can get him for free. So I think he would be the option over any of the guys they have currently. And obviously Derek Carr, uh, Lamar Jackson, other guys are available potentially. The reason Jimmy G is a fit for the Jets is because he's already got experience with the head coach. And that's a no-brainer. And it's a high-profile town. We know Jimmy G. He likes to be in the news and date porn stars and all that kind of stuff. So going to New York's a great fit for his personality and Robert Sala. So I think Jimmy G there is is a home run. Now, 
Will he raise the bar from these two quarterbacks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Will he be a franchise quarterback? Yes. Will he be a Hall of Famer there? Probably not. They could win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, though. But, uh, clearly. He's given us evidence that he can make it. Now, that said, that means that the big money guy is Derek Carr. Yeah. Who they are clearly moving away from. Yes. I, I could see him being a saint. Maybe that brings Sean Payton back. I could see him being traded to the Colts, obviously, and then different coach situation Carolina. there, Jim Harbaugh. Um Carolina, I don't know. There's he can go anywhere he wants. Commanders, yeah. and mm. I don't, I don't know how strong the ties of Josh McDaniels are to the Colts, but he's always been rumored to be a guy that would be go to the Colts as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he stood him up one time. Yeah, yeah he did. But so did Belichick. He stood up. Yeah, but I, too. I'm saying maybe there's something there. But Derek Carr, <clears throat> yeah. as you said, certainly is not going to be a Raider. And I'm looking forward. Like, is there a guy that could retire where they need to get a quarterback like the Buccaneers potentially? Because I know this last offseason when Tom Brady did retire, they kind of didn't have an answer at quarterback. They're like, yeah, we have Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask. Maybe we'll get Baker Mayfield and trade for him. Like, they didn't do anything. So maybe there's another chance there yeah. uh, in the NFC South. Well, one thing's for sure, uh, this week has been a little more mundane than some of the other weeks where we're guessing and need help and woulda, coulda, and nobody can keep up. So good that we're kind of on top of it. They've made it easy for us this year. Uh, check your local listings. Games have been uh, updated for this past week. I don't know why. Normally they're posted earlier than this, but I guess the NFL wanted to give everybody uh, the best possible bang for their buck at the time slot. Outside of that, week 18, which means the NFL season 2022 is wrapping up this week. I uh, hope you had a great fantasy season. Uh, I know we did. We all had a blast. You guys win any close or yet? I lost by six points because Jamar Chase got zero. Yeah, well, in situations. Yeah, I'm I'm up currently. I think fifty to si- or sixty points, but he still has Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Bass, maybe another guy. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe we go off projections. Maybe we go off of bench. Yahoo I, sent the world the email saying, "Hey guys, you know, deal with it." Deal yeah, with I mean, it. it's yeah. we'll figure it out. It's unfortunate because you spend all this time it's championship week too, so a lot of money on the right. line. Yeah, I, yeah. the yeah. smartest thing is Josh. What you told me, I was eighty-two percent chance to win. Yeah, and I only put up what sixty-six points, and he put up like sixty-five. Something yeah, like that. Well, Kirk Cousins, DK Metcalf. Yeah. I mean, I sat yeah. there and watched all of his team fall apart, which I could not believe. Yeah, absolutely. And then I said, well, how come I have 80-some chance and everyone's saying, well, because he could catch and fumble, he could catch and go backwards, whatever. Jamar Chase. Yeah. And then Josh says, just take him out. And I'm thinking all night, like laying in bed, like a, like an idiot, like, I should take him out, you know? So I get up and do, boom, 100%, you won. Which, numerically, I can't lose points if I don't have a player, right? Yeah. Just a weird week, and I feel for people that are still in it uh, with everything that's going on. But again, the human side of it. You know, let's focus on the human side. And let's let's focus on him getting healthy and all that stuff. So, anyway, that has been our uh, week eighteen preview. Um, we have a big playoff season coming. We'll be live throughout the playoffs each week. So make sure and tune back in. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and help us spread the word. We've set up our online shop at guyswithouthelmets.com where you can get your own guys without helmet gear. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so please stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.